Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Ken Sterling, our special guest today, the great Mark Monteith from Pacers.com. How you doing, Mark? Doing great, Ken. Good to be with you. Yeah, good it's to see perfect. you, kind of. You know, it, it, this is better than nothing, I suppose, depending on your outlook on things, but good to see you as well. Um, reports from Shams over the last couple of days and some others that Victor Oladipo is thinking seriously about playing. If he plays... Number one, do we know at this point whether he's going to play? And if he does, what's that mean to this team? Right. We certainly don't know at this point whether he's going to play. Um, and it's kind of interesting, a Zoom call. In fact, the Pacers practice today was canceled by Nate McMillan, kind of a last-minute deal. So I think you have to wonder, is that in some way connected with uh, this report about Oladipo maybe playing after all, maybe they want to get with him and, you know, decide for sure, you know, where are we going with this thing? So that's just wondering, you know, I don't know anything uh, about that, but it seemed kind of interesting because we didn't know until really this morning, late last night that the um, practice would not uh, be held today and there'd be no zoom call with Nate because we were all looking forward to that after hearing about, you know, Victor perhaps playing. So, um, you know, this team is obviously better with them, but mainly on defense. I think offensively they get by without him okay. Uh, He certainly is a clutch shooter, but beyond that, their offense often runs better without him. But defense is where they uh, would have missed and would be really – fortunate to have him back because, you know, got in two seasons ago, led the league in steals, 2.4 a game. Uh, in the short time he was back this season, he played 13 games and led the team in charges taken. You know, that's a pretty strong stat right there. So that's where they would welcome him back. Uh, hopefully they get clarity on this issue soon. Well, they sure don't want to be caught with their pants. They don't want Vic announcing this kind of thing on Twitter without informing the team, right? Yeah, the announcement. The, you know, the, I was critical of that. I mean, obviously, 
him saying he's not going to play, he should be telling the team first. The announcement ideally would come from the team. Uh, the second choice would be in a conversation with local media, <laughs> the guys who were there daily, uh, to have that announced nationally, you know, by somebody, whether it's from ESPN, or the Athletic, or whatever. Uh, I didn't think it was right. Thought it was disrespectful to the front office and put Nate McMillan and Kevin Pritchard in an awkward position. And, you know, Nate telling us that he found out the way we did, that's not a good look. And that's something Victor needs to be more aware of. You know, I think Victor's kind of going through a process now of learning how to be a star athlete, learning how to be famous. It's come to him kind of late in his career. And, you know, I've seen players go through this before where, uh, you know, you suddenly get this rush of national attention and um, publicity, and that's something to deal with, you know. And and I think Victor's kind of going through that now. He's got a big ego. He's got an entertainer's ego. That's all fine. Um, but you got to contain that, and you got to stay within the concept of a team. And Reggie Miller learned how to do that, and I think Victor Oladipo hopefully will learn how to do that better and uh, learn something from this stretch he's going through right now this team with Oladipo what's their ceiling do you think I think it's an intriguing ceiling because I have the impression this team has done a better job than most of uh, staying in shape individually during the lockdown and coming back going to Orlando with a good attitude reportedly having good practices Uh, you know we really haven't seen what this team is with Oladipo. He played 13 games that Brogdon missed at least a few of those games. We've rarely seen the intended starting lineup together on this team, but I think there's been enough to think that it really can be good. Uh, Not great, not, you know, a champion, but some kind of team that could make a run in the playoffs. You know, it's won eight of its most recent 11 games. And that last game was that three point loss to Boston where they made a great comeback at the end and had four of the five starters playing really well. Uh, so I think it's shown that it could have a really high ceiling if it can establish chemistry. That means Oladipo in his shot selection and fitting in with the group. It means Turner and Sabonis continuing their progress as a duo. And as yet, uh, it means TJ Warren continuing to be TJ Warren. And it means Malcolm Brogdon, number one, playing. Uh, and playing well, being healthy. So if all those things come together, I think it's a team that uh, could be somewhat of a surprise in the postseason. And without him, you probably shift Malcolm to the two. You've got Aaron maybe starting at the one. So you're taking a step back in both those spots, and that's no way to compete in the postseason. No, it's not. You know, um, they've done well without Oladipo. They were, I think I looked it up earlier, 30-17, and 17 when he made his season debut against Chicago and Brogdon had missed, you know, a fairly good number of those games. So they've proven they could win, but winning in the playoffs is a different story. Obviously Uh, they would not be the threat. Uh, You can't count on Aaron holiday uh, at this stage of his career of really handling uh, playoff game after playoff game after playoff game and the pressure that comes with that. If he is the starting point guard, um, you know, Brogdon might benefit from playing two instead of one and not having to handle the ball. That would improve his shooting probably. But still, they would suffer defensively uh, without Oladipo. Uh, Again, they would be a good team. They are a good team without Oladipo. But 
he would seem to give them their best hope of really making some kind of a run in the postseason. And the schedule really is kind of, I think, in the Pacers' favor in that they play the 76ers right out of the gate. That's a tough game, an important game to go win. But after that, you've got, you've got Washington, you've got Orlando, and you've got Phoenix, all teams that may be on the outside looking in when the playoffs roll around, and all teams that are under 500 at this point. Yeah. You know, I think the thing with the schedule now, stay healthy is the number one priority and right. have, you know, your group together when the playoffs begin. Uh, it's funny, home court advantage is now out the window, right? Um, the first day of training camp, camp, that was, I think, the stated goal that Nate McMillan expressed to us was, you know, we need to get home court advantage in the playoffs. We need to advance past the first round of the playoffs. Well, now there is no home court advantage all of a sudden in Orlando. So you're playing perhaps to move up in the seedings and play a different team uh, in the first round of the playoffs. But it looks like the Pacers will play Philadelphia, whether they are technically the home team or not, really doesn't matter. Teams don't wear white at home anymore anyway. So really what difference could it possibly make if you're the four or five now? Um, They could get to three, but uh, that's not really likely in my mind. I don't, they aren't going to drop the six either. So, Philadelphia first round matchup. Uh, we'll see. You know, perhaps the Pacers' job during the lockdown of staying engaged and staying in shape, and perhaps they'll have a better attitude about what lies ahead. I think this season that remains will put a greater emphasis on intangibles than ever before. It's not going to be just talent like it usually is in the playoffs. It's going to be what's your particular situation with no fans. And what is uh, your, how do you adapt to the bubble, that kind of thing? There are going to be a lot of other things that come into a play that affect a team's performance. And the Pacers might be better equipped to handle those things than some of the other teams. You've seen the arc and development, evolution, and then kind of de-evolution of every coach in in Pacers history virtually, either as a fan or a writer. Um, How do you see Nate McMillan sort of, continuing to grow in this role. He doesn't seem to be the kind of guy, like Larry Bird always said, three years and players close their ears. It doesn't seem like that suits Nate McMillan. No, he's uh, he's coached, you know, three teams now, and he's done it uh, for more than three years in his previous stops. And Nate's got the kind of personality that doesn't wear on players like right. some coaches do. Uh, now, I don't think Larry Bird wore on his players either. Uh, but he had just had enough. He didn't want to do it for more than three years. Uh, so that was his reason for wanting out. But I do somewhat agree with his philosophy on that, that a coach's message gets old after a while. Sometimes a personality uh, wears on the team. That would certainly be the case with the Larry Brown, for example. Yeah. Uh, so Nate had that kind of personality that he's going to wear the players out. You know, I don't think they're going to turn against him. Uh, so I think he can go. Nate's the kind of coach who can go longer than three years. And besides, you know, you're going to have turnover on the roster anyway. The Pacers have certainly had turnover. So if the players are turning over, the coach doesn't need to, as long as the coach is doing the job. So uh, I don't think that this particular situation is going to get stale anytime soon. And the Pacers roster situation is really stale minus Justin Holiday for next year. And then this is going to be the swing year for Victor Oladipo. 
it's hard to say right now what's going to happen with Oladipo and how all that's going to break down. There are rumors everywhere, but none of them are founded, are they? No, I don't pay any attention to the rumors. You know, I don't know why people automatically want to link this whole George. It's two different people, two different situations. Um, Oladipo has to prove himself to be a max type of player next season. You know, if if he plays this year, it will certainly help if he can – perform well in the playoffs, uh, but it's really about next season. And he needs to show that he's worth whatever amount of money he's going to be seeking. So that's, that's on him. Basically. I think the Pacers uh, are in an interesting situation regarding contracts because they're accumulating these $20 million players, you know, Brian is what 22 million or so uh, has time left on his contract. Miles Turner is around 20. Sabonis begins a contract next year at around 19 million. You have Oladipo, who already is over $20 million, will want more, uh, most likely. And then you have T.J. Warren, yep. who's kind of a bargain at 11 to $12 million. He's their leading scorer. You know, he's got a couple more years on his contract. He continues on this pace. He's going to be a $20 million guy. So you can't have five $20 million players in your starting lineup. I don't know that any team does that, even in the big markets. So something we'll have to give at some point with this team, uh, but we'll just have to see what that is. It could go several different directions. Herb Simon's a generous man, but he's not that generous. No, he's not, and he's not as wealthy as some of these other owners. Let's face it, the mall business isn't what it used to be. And beyond that, people forget huge discrepancy in the television revenue that teams get. You know, the Warriors and the Lakers and Knicks – get so much more money in local television revenue than a team like the Pacers does. And that's, you got to acknowledge that, you know, there's far more capital for those big market teams uh, to spend far more money at their disposal than is the case for a team like the Pacers or Milwaukee and some others. So, you know, you could complain about Herb Simon, you know, not wanting to win, which is silly or not spending more money but it's really not a fair thing. You know, we all have our limited budgets, right? I can't say, can't, what's wrong with you? You should be living in a bigger house. You should be driving a nicer car. You know, why aren't you living better? Come on. (laughs) But we only have so much money to spend. And that applies to NBA owners as well. I tell my wife that all the time. (laughs) Why are we living better? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Great stuff. All right. Thanks, Ken. Take care. Great Mark Monteith at Sports and Other But Sports tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock, straight up on Facebook Live. And then right after that on Periscope and Twitter. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry.